Oh, we have made it. It is the Super Bowl show here on BetUS Part 2. Remember, we had one last week. Here's Part 2. We're going to finalize everything this week. I'm your host, Jarrett Smith, joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, at Fezzik Sports, Las Vegas Chris, at Las Vegas Chris on socials. Guys, let's, uh, no H, by the way, on that, Chris. Let's just start, because, again, I don't want to waste your guys' time. You've heard a million takes on this game and this and this and that, all the all the, you know, the markets have been pretty saturated by now. So let's just start briefly before we get into any of the housekeeping and any of the other stuff. Um, it, Chris, I'll start with you. Has this been a normal Super Bowl buildup for you over the last, let's say, 10 days since the market was released? You've been doing this a really long time. Uh, obviously, the game being here maybe changes things a little bit. But in terms of normal or abnormal, what has the process over the last 10 days been like to you since we crowned the AFC and NFC champions? this year so uh, uh, a little bit more uh, on the brain you're getting a lot of more uh, peripheral distractions with people coming into town and uh, other obligations outside of uh, what you'd like to be doing you're trying to accommodate a lot of people reaching out and, and that's just difficult to do but uh, for me personally uh, I don't really dive in early most of my action is all Saturday and Sunday, so uh, I'm just trying to rest up. Uh, I'm trying to get normal life things together, and uh, I dive in Saturday and Sunday because uh, I want I want I want lines to kind of shape out, and I like things to get busy. I like the books to be distracted and lines to get a little goofy and and find the outliers at that point. How you feel, Buzz? God, the win is opening up their props or, or South Point or, you know, any place that puts up their own unique props. And I would be the first in line to just pick their pocket and get at it. Um, example, like a guy, a dude's passing yards could be 300 and they make his first quarter pass yard 75. They just divide by four. The mistakes were just legendary. It obviously should be a lot lower than 75. Um, and frankly, I'm I'm very disappointed at what has happened what what occurred is that the a lot of the books especially the east coast books they're used to pricing all this stuff they they've been putting it up all year long and then come yep. monday i mean their systems are such that that boom they throw the switch and they put it up there and then by thursday it used to be a big deal the westgate with jay cornegay used to be at the imperial palace would put up famously 400 props and everyone would copy there's nothing to copy off. The numbers are already out there on so many different things. I used to have so many more bets that I would have on, you know, with people putting up their own opinions and the like instead of just copying off of good opinions. And there used to be lots of multiple parlay cards that were very beatable. There's not a parlay card out yet that I've seen wow. throughout all the town. I'll give you an example. Like, I'm old enough to remember they used to put out things like parlay card. Total points scored first half will it be odd or even. Obviously, a 50-50 bet. Total points second half, odd or even. 50-50 bet. But you know what? If the first half lands odd and the second half lands even, the game landing odd, well, that <laughs> is a sure thing, my friends. So you used to be able to bubble in every combination and you yeah. would get paid you know, six, six for one on something that had a 25% chance of winning. Uh-uh, those were the good old days. You know, it's funny because I think the online experience has changed that where you can still find those, you know, weirdly correlated or anti-correlated parlays if you play with the algorithm enough. I've done it on, on some of the shops in town. I've sent 
uh, bets to people where the parlay was worth less than the individual bet and vice versa, where it just, again, the algorithms with how the online experience has changed betting the Super Bowl for these two gentlemen, um, those stories speak for themselves. All right, housekeeping stuff. We, we, we do it every week. Obviously, if you want to guess who, uh, which one of us has the golden ticket, we're still taking those entries. We will give away the truck this weekend. Um, we've been talking about it all year, but they are finally going to give that sucker away. Um, of course, you can win a free entry into that giveaway if you guess which one of us correctly has the golden ticket. We've been doing it all year. Uh, we'll see which one of us. I don't know if it's a, if it's going to be a different golden ticket color or, or uh, you know, uh, mode this year because it's a Super Bowl golden ticket now. But uh, we'll we'll give that truck away this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Of course, I'm already seeing a lot of great comments in the chat. Um, we thank you for your patronage and your support this year. This will be our final show of the season. I am hearing there will be some off-season work that we will do, but uh, we're going to take a break for at least a, a few weeks after the season to kind of collect our thoughts. My guess is the draft and the combine and then the schedule release as we go throughout the spring and the summer, you will hear from us. But this is where we leave you for the majority um, of the springtime. So uh, it has been a pleasure. And I'll get final thoughts from the gentleman about about uh, how our season has gone um, at the end of the show. But let's get into it, guys, because, again, there's there, there's just not a whole um, lot of meat on the bone left. Right. This number between the Chiefs. And the Niners has been floating out in the market for about 10 days now. And we haven't seen any movement since that opening flurry, right? We're still sitting. We did the show last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, we told you it was two and 47 and a half. And here we go, two, 47 and a half. So, so Fez, I'll just, you know, frame it in this way. We expect to see movement at some point. When will that movement come and which direction will it go? I don't think we're going to see any movement, frankly. Wow. I think. I think that um, there's a strong support for San Fran minus one, and there's enormous support for Kansas City plus three. So I can't see those numbers ever reappearing. They'll get gobbled up immediately. So I think two is the number. I will say that the total, real important, there's always a dichotomy, a difference between Vegas and the offshores on totals of three quarters of a point. And with the Super Bowl in Vegas, it might be as much as as a full point, meaning if you're going to see the sharpest books in the world outside the U.S. at 47, then you're going to see Vegas, most of the books at 48, because they're going to get a tsunami of over Mm. public money happens every year. So basic strategy, if you're going to bet the over on the Super Bowl, do it in Costa Rica. If you're going to bet the under on the Super Bowl, do it in Reno or Las Vegas. (laughs) Chris, what's your opinion on the number here as we get close to Super Sunday? I think the I don't think there there can be much movement on the side. The money line is just trickling up and down just a tiny little bit. Uh, you'll probably at some point uh, be able to get to the same number on both directions some way somehow. But uh, the total is, is is intriguing me because generally you see these totals bet up and and if anything I've seen it you know kind of trickle down just a little bit uh, over yeah. the last day or so. Uh, some 48s popped up briefly, and uh, that uh, that tested the market, and they didn't last very long. So there is support for the under. I used that my, in- I ahead, used Fez. the pepper mill in Reno, Nevada. It's a standalone book. It's like my poster child for where the square books are going. Apologies <laughs> to the pepper mill. They do a fine job. I'm not sure I'm allowed to bet there or not. It's unclear. I'll let you know. <laughs> not this after summer. that comment. <laughs> um, but but they're at 48. All right. So so okay. so they're already. I can just imagine. You know, if there was one place, if you said, "Where do you want to bet the Kansas City Chiefs right before kickoff?" 
I would say either the Atlantis or the Pepper Mill up in Reno because of the Bay Area and a whole bunch sure. of San Francisco 49ers fans. What about Treasure Island? That's another, uh, you know, uh, off outlier book here in town sometimes that can be a little bit unique. I did saw they were the only shop here in Vegas that was hanging 48 on the total. And I think they were still at one and a half on the side. Um, is, 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 are they a leading indicator of the sharp side of the market? Fez, what do you think there? Did we lose Fez? Well, we have seen we it tick down. Fire. Just uh, we have seen it tick down in the the last day, just a little bit. Yeah. There has been some Kansas City money coming in. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Treasure Island still. Well, it's it's forty eight. It's juiced to the. It's juiced minus one twenty on the under. So, um, I, I do think we lost Fez because as much as he's a stoic gentleman, I don't think he can keep his face. Um, uh, it's completely solid for that long. All right, so. I think the place to take this is we were going to give you picks side total um, and then get into some props. But I know Fez wanted to talk about prop portfolios and how to kind of, I guess, manage what is just the behemoth of a, of a, of a game. Right. And I, I talked to a, a, another pro this week, Chris, and he said if this was like a normal like week and week 10 and not like late October, early November side total here probably wouldn't be a bet. Um, but it's the Super Bowl, so we are going to construct some kind of portfolio because we want to bet uh, on as much as possible. Um, but what's the prudent way to approach betting the Super Bowl compared to, let's say, just betting the regular, you know, Week Nine game between the Chiefs and the Niners? The the the, the number one mistake everybody makes is the the time that's that that is in between the last game and this game and the buildup and all the talk about it. The worst mistake people make is just putting in too many bets. I'm going to add this. I'm going to add that. I'm going to add this. And before you know it, you're in way over your head and way over your normal budget. And please, I ask everybody, don't. There's nothing worse than having a miserable Super Bowl day because you overextended yourself. You know, it's one thing to lose and have a bad day, but it's a lot worse if you have a bad day and you've kind of overextended yourself. So please, there's a zillion offers and value is hard to find except in the prop market, so to speak. Yep. Uh, but just don't go in and dive into over your over your head into you know investing in too many props for too much overall. Keep track of how much you're spending. Go ahead, Fez, jump back in, but we're just talking about overall strategy um, for this game and, and, and how you can kind of best uh, manage your risk appropriately. Oh, no, I think we lost Steve again. I think Steve's ha- Steve is, uh, I, I heard a comment in the chat that Steve is climbing. The, I don't know if you saw, guys, but there's someone yeah, but climbing said- the sphere in Vegas. Yeah, somebody's climbing the sphere, and Jared says, that's Chris looking for uh, for Super Bowl props, and that's so true. Oh, right? my goodness that, gracious. I should have answered that in the open, is I'm not used to all these Super Bowl props, so it's driving me nuts trying to find out, well, where am yeah. I going to find penalties? Where am I going to find this? And and it's like, oh, and then people ask me favors to, what's the best line you have on this prop or that prop? I go, you tell me exactly where it is and I'll find it for you. But I'm not yeah. searching for it because I can't figure out where they are. And and that's another good piece of, again, I've, I grew up in a different generation of betting than, than, than Chris. I'm very used to just combing through these books and looking for these little, you know, different, angles and and it's it's changed even in the short time that i've been doing this in about five years it's changed dramatically all right Fez, you're back 
talk to the people before you freeze again or go try to climb the sphere. Prop betting and just overall bankroll management for the Super Bowl. Why is this game so much harder to kind of create a portfolio around? People want to bet the most amount of money. And yeah. frankly, if you're a pro, you probably are betting the most amount of money because there's 500 different propositions. But recognize we're not, we're not just firing willy-nilly on things, especially the long shots. It is easy to say, I'm just going to have fun with the Super Bowl. You know what? And I'm fine with you having fun. I'm fine with you betting $5 on 20, 30 different things. It's recreation, all right? But recognize you're not going to have the edge, especially if you're playing pluses. Pros love minuses. We bet way more minus 150s, minus 180s, minus 200s. The public wants to bet a little to win a lot. They want to bet um, uh, the long shots. And the long shots very rarely have great value or any value, frankly. And so it's not unusual uh, poster child of a bad bet. San Fran was playing the Denver Broncos 20 years ago. One of the first prop bets I saw someone bet. I saw a guy rip up his ticket after the Niners scored their first of many touchdowns. And there it was, Sammy Winder to score first touchdown. The Broncos running back, 5-1. to one. Probably should have been 12-1. to one. At, at the very least, no, he's betting 5-1. to one. Those are the sort of bets that will lead you to having a miserable Super Bowl Sunday. You bet $100 on 20 things like that. You could go 1-19 and 19 and get absolutely crushed so focus not on the needle in the haystack the big payout bets focus on the if anything the favorites and probably the poster child i did not give this out as an official play but the poster child is three straight scores everyone feels like wow two pretty evenly matched teams i don't think that either team's going to be able to score three in a row i'm getting plus 140 and the truth is the minus 160 is almost always the way to go Uh, example the Tennessee Titans played the greatest show on turf, the Rams. Very close, low-scoring Super Bowl, tied at 16-all. Well, not just one, both teams in that game scored three straight times. Just last week, close game. The Niners won by only three points. They scored five consecutive times. It happens all the time. It is rarely correct to play no on three straight scores, and it's correct to play the minus on there will be three straight scores. Yeah, I th- again, that's I bet on that. I think now in three or four straight Super Bowls, and the reason I started betting on it is because our our pal Bill Krakenberger, who I listened to four or five years ago when I first started doing this, said the exact same thing that Steve is saying now. Um, so again, and I, I that is a blind bet for me every year. Like I don't even think about it. I just the first time I see it, I try to find the best price, and I bet that every year. And we'll, we'll give out all those kind of game props right we've got player props on the car too and we've even got novelty props coming to you later fezzik did a lot of research on taylor swift our favorite person here on the show and we've got lots it's not the highest i would like to make one comment though but jerry yeah uh, go ahead chris i think one of the mistakes people do make in these types of games is betting the same thing every year because over time those bets were good at one time and People get in the habit, and those lines get adjusted. So you always do have to make sure that there is value attached to that same bet every year. That's that, And that is a good point. I think the best example of that is the second half more points bet, right, that you guys have kind of been on the fence about this year. Um, I looked last night at BetUS. That, that's still minus 10 on both sides to bet more points in the second half than the first half. Fez, can you recall a year where the second half has been priced the same as the first half in terms of more points? 
No. So the second half historically is where all the value is in the Super Bowl. And it got as high as the second half was like getting priced like minus 170. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that was wrong on many Super Bowls. But now we have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the poster child of second half unders, specifically fourth quarter unders, where I think 17 of 18 games went under. So you've got a dynamic that Kansas City gets conservative on offense and Spags makes good adjustments, their defensive coordinator, and they shut down their opponents, especially in the fourth quarter. Okay, so the Chiefs are dead nut second half under team, and Super Bowl is higher scoring the second half. The two offsets, I let it go. I didn't play it. Yeah. Chris, are you, are you laying off that one this year too? Even I thought the minus 110 price here at BetUS was the, was the best I saw. Yeah, that's uh, th- it's, it's so atypical that it, it's kind of – I want to just stay away from the yeah. away from it. when when things become too extreme. I, I, I sort of back away because I don't like to step in front of the uh, moving train uh, because you can only lose once if you're riding with a streak. And since I wasn't on that bus, uh, yeah. I'm staying off the bus. Good stuff. All right, side total wise, I, I'll give you. I, I'm, I'm going to bet the Chiefs in the over in this game. We're all kind of in agreement. Fez gave out the Chiefs last week. Um, Chris, yeah, you you agree with the Chiefs, but. Uh, you're going the other direction with the total there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of respected people I know that like the over. And I, there's a lot of respected people I know that like the under. Uh, I just I just can't shake it. Uh, both of these teams can grind clock. I mean, yeah. this is the type of game where you can look foolish. And I think there's effort held back until they feel the urgency or the need to do it. So... Uh, I just have to. I have to take the under. It's there's, uh, uh, you know, these. It, it just. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot of ball control uh, in this, and uh, you could you could have stall drives, field goal attempts, that sort of thing. Reed has a great field goal kicker. He's not afraid to kick field goals. Uh, you don't have goofy things with Shanahan going for two. He had, he's gone for one two point conversion in two years. So you know what's going to happen. They're going to drive it down in uh, two two minutes, 10 seconds, and Shanahan's going to go for two. So, <laughs> you, you know, one thing I want to address here, and by the way, anyone who's been tuning in all year, and we don't have the show without you guys, the audience. So 100%. thank you um, each and every week. But I like to distinguish our show from every other show. And I'm going to say something I've not heard any other analyst ever say, and I'm going to say it and you guys are going to be like, Fez, you're on, you're on top of it here with this point. And the point is, I don't think you should bet under 47 and a half. And here's why, even if it was a really good bet, because you're going to see inflation on all the star players, you're going to see the public, especially with the Super Bowl in Vegas Key guys are going to get bet up. Kelsey's going to get bet up. Uh, Mahomes is going to get bet up. Pacheco's going to get bet up. Um, you're going to see C-Mac get bet up. So where's where am I going? You're going to have a portfolio chock full of unders. If you're just looking for rogue numbers and you're going to yep. the Treasure Islands and the MGMs and the like throughout town. And so you're going to be like, wow, I've got like three unders for every over that I'm betting on my prop betting such that do I really want to stack it such that I, I play big on the game under also. And now I've got such a skewed portfolio, even the team totals. I see this every year that the public bets, the team totals over such that you always get bargains at rogue shops playing the team totals under for first half, first quarter game, etc. Bottom line is you should get bargains on unders. Now, 
Um, contrary to that, if you do like some overs, absolutely, you probably it's probably too late, but bet them now. Bet them before yeah. they inflate higher and look to get at them because the the number is usually only going one way on these public players. So um, that's a strategy that I've used forever. I even call it the eight of clubs method of betting. Right I write here. down. Yes, I did it. You, so, so uh, Jerry, you heard me eight say of clubs it. At the top, Fez. Explain my eight of clubs met, bet, betting method to everyone. I mean, I, it's genius, and I've already seen a few of them steam up. And I was going to bet over on Kelsey, but I waited. I was going to bet over on Pacheco because that matches my game script, but I waited. And I think all of these guys, I put Mahomes, Kelsey, McCaffrey, Debo, Pacheco, Kittle, Rice, and Purdy on the list, and I put their main yardage props obviously McCaffrey and Debo are the only ones that have multiples the other ones are just kind of singles and we'll see on Sunday morning I'll, I'll send out a picture of this I'll tag the guys I'll complete the list I put MGM as the book because they're the ones that um, I do a lot of stuff with here in town and we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll put this tragedy to the test I didn't put any of these props in my actual portfolio because I heard Fez on a network earlier this week give this eight of club strategy and I think it's great. Of course, we've used the Ada Club reference here on the show before. It's just your average generic um, baseline card in the deck, right? Yeah, my pro uh, Leon, because he doesn't want people to know what who what his name is. Oh, dear. Said his uh, he's flying under the radar. And the Eight of Clubs is the one card that is the least descript card, the most average card in the deck. Yeah. Chris, do you want to... Uh, rebut the under stuff because I, I have a couple of, of anecdotal no, no, reasons it, why it, I like the over. He's right. I mean, with, you know, what we're trying to do here is, uh, you know, people are tuning in for what we think are, are good on the side in the total and sure. we don't want to overcomplicate things. I don't have, I don't have a bet on the under yet. I, I think it's going to probably, I can easily find a better line later, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as the side goes, I don't have a plus two wager, but the way I'm, attacking it i would take the plus two but the odd way that i like to play the game is i'm, I'm looking at the alternative lines but the alternative lines are costly they're going to cost uh, a, a plus seven and a half on kansas city is approximately minus 300 and a lot of people don't like to lay that type of juice uh so an alternative which i use because it ties up less money is if i'm betting a game today if i'm betting the uh, the Clippers under today in NBA, uh, instead of just betting it straight, I bet that amount and I tie it into Kansas City parlay plus seven and a half yeah. minus 300. And uh, if I win that bet, now I've got Kansas City and it just doesn't hurt as much in the uh, the risk department and doesn't use up as much funds. And I've got that locked in. And it also doesn't, you're always paying the price one way or another. But it just doesn't feel like you are. So I'm, I've loaded up a bunch of Kansas City plus 10 and a half and seven and a half tied into games that I'm betting throughout the week that I've already won. Now, what's That's unfortunate, we would, we would love to tease Kansas City, right? Because Absolutely. instead of playing the alt, can. can they give us a, like a, like a, you know, a preseason game line that maybe we can tease ahead for August? <laughs> yeah, because, 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 because obviously if we, like, if we like plus seven and a half minus 300, then we like plus eight and a half minus two eighty, which is essentially yeah. what the teaser price is at BetUS on each leg when you're playing a six point minus one twenty teaser. The problem is we need to tease it with something in the total. Can't tease the total, right? You cannot tease the totals. Can't they will take the away your sharp card and throw you in in into in, in square ball betting jail. So, um, but you nailed it, Jared. Ideally, you find a book that lets you have an open spot. Next so you week, put in the open next, spot next in Kansas City, and then the money just sits out there until 
you know what you, you said until preseason, but we've got we've got spring football coming, and oh, so we can go. use it for a USFL game. There you tease go. up the uh, what is it the, uh, the the I don't even know what the teams are. I can't even pull one off the top of my head. Um, a, a good question, a very quick one. Scott D wants to know why clubs, not spades, Steve, because spades is more prominent, right? Clubs is a little more generic. So spades Scott, yeah, I, want you to take, I want you to take a look at the ace of spades. And yeah. that is not a nondescript card. No. That is the most sexy card <laughs> along with the queen of hearts in the deck. All right. Speaking of the most sexy card in the deck, here is my, and you want to talk about things that aren't being talked about on other shows. I have been saving this nugget for you guys, and now I'm excited to, you know, send it out there into the universe because I know there's a hundred and almost 200 people watching, and hopefully other people streaming. The field conditions is why I like the over in this game. I don't know what the field conditions are going to be, but I know the number is going to steam up on the total, so I feel safe betting the over now. But if they are what they were last year, the over is the bet. To me. The way that the field was managed last year, remember in Glendale, they rolled out this turf field. They created a brand new one for the game. Nobody had the right cleats. Nobody could keep their footing. It favored the offenses. The game went way into this almost, I think, yeah, it hit 70. No, 65, right? 34-31 final. Went way over the total. The NFL is doing the exact same process with the field this year. And I've been out in Vegas the last two days. It's raining a lot. I'm not a botanist. I don't know how they're going to manicure that thing and get it ready. But if the field is anything like it was last year, and again, they are doing the same process where they are creating a brand new turf field for this game. (laughs) I don't know what the field conditions are going to be. That to me, guys, is an X factor here. And if it is slippery like it was last year, I think that absolutely favors the over. What do you guys think? Well, I've heard reports that the NFL was embarrassed by the field conditions and they have brought in better botanists, better, better horticultural botanists. experts. But did they to, plan for uh, rain in the desert this week? Is the to question. improve the process. I will say this. Vegas is at like a little over 2,000 elevation. By the way, we have a 12,000-foot mountain, mountain, Mount Charleston, that has snow on it like nine months of the year, amazingly. Um, but the um, I've heard the field is in really good condition is what is what I heard. But the kicks will travel further. Um, so it's more likely to have a touchback on a kickoff more likely to have longer punts and we've already seen longer punts get bet up from 55 and a half to 56 yeah. and a half for that very reason Any it, like you said Jared, it's been raining all week that grass yeah. is growing tall it's going to be hard to run through that it's going to slow <laughs> them down again i don't think the field conditions are it's 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 really hard to predict what they're going to be but i think it is an X factor in the game that nobody's talking about. And we won't frankly know about it until game time. And I would keep a very, like to me, that's the first live wager I'm going to make. If I see these guys slipping around, I'm going to take a very strong position on the over because I think the, the slippery field conditions last year absolutely favored the offenses. The defenses don't know where the players are cutting. They're going to be a half a step slow. I, I think that's, to me, that's like an underlying thing I'm going to be looking very closely at in the first quarter and even during the, the pregame warmups. So this is brilliant by Jared. And the reason that this is brilliant is this is the first time in the history of live wagering we have quoted an indoor stadium game as a game that we need to see the field conditions yes. in order to bet the total properly. By the way, and I'm giving away the store here. I know this isn't going to help you on the Super Bowl. If you had your druthers, one game to live wager, 
that's going on with all when all the games are going simultaneously, college or pro, you want to find the game with the an outdoor game with the absolute worst weather and the most wind. And yep. I, without going into great detail, that is the game, especially the quarter pricing and the totals that more than likely is the most off because of the ma- atmospheric conditions. Love it. Great comment by um, by Russell Saylor. So the NFL needs a grass specialist. I'm your guy. Um, sure, Russell. I think we're talking about different kinds of grass. But the botany field, <laughs> listen, if you are an NFL botanist, you've got a busy week ahead of you, my friend. I, I think this is because you're right. The NFL took a lot of heat from that last year. Who knows? I, I, I don't know if there's a way to overcompensate for what. Because, right, if you overcompensate, Fez, then you, make it, you can make it worse. Um, again, I'm not a botanist, but just keep an eye on the field conditions. Cause I think it might end up being something that was talked about a lot last year that we had no idea going into the game that it was going to be a talking point. All right. I think that puts a bow on side in total here. Um, we're all pretty much in agreement. The chiefs are, are the side we're going to take. We're going to take the points. Um, Chris and I have a disagreement on the total, but again, my, um, over lean is twofold. One, the field conditions, but I also think the Niners defense is, is severely overrated. And I think the chiefs will have a ton of success moving it. So, um, I- I'll also give you Mahomes for the MVP on the side. Um, I think there's just no way, right? Like it, guys, we don't see a path where the chiefs win this game and Mahomes yeah, isn't the MVP. Like I know the Travis Kelsey thing, but guys, if Kelsey Mahomes. has a big game, Mahomes has a big game too, right? I think it's a terrible bet. O- only what, Kelsey if the, only or, if, or, or Mahomes. Uh, isn't Holmes it twenty percent of, of the people voting get to decide? So the Swifties yes. will vote for for Kelsey. But the only way Kelsey has a big game is if Mahomes has a big game. Yeah, so, that's where I yeah. struggle with that. Like if Kelsey has three touchdowns, you're not giving it to Mahomes, who has at least three touchdowns in the game. There's there's five areas of voting, and one of those areas are the the call in people watching the Swifties. Yeah. So they you you have one group that is going to bet Kelsey automatically. So if the other two groups or other four groups split, who gets it? Yeah, I, I don't know if it'll be 100%. I mean, it, th- that is a good point. I, I don't know what the weighted averages are for the MVP. That That is a valid point, though, that if it is... He already has it. Public. He already has an MVP. Kelsey, they're talking about retirement. The, 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 they want to get uh, extra mileage out of this swift Kelsey thing. They'll, they'll beat it into the ground until it won't oh, move anymore. They'll beat it into the ground so, plenty during the game, I'm sure. Um, I'm not saying experience. Mahomes doesn't get it. I'm just saying I, I'm not going to put any money there. That's fair. I, I, I guess I view it a little differently with the fact that the Chiefs are plus 110 in the game and Mahomes is plus 140 for MVP. Like I don't know if there's a ton of um, – you know, you would need a lo- uh, several other scenarios to make up that 30 cent gap. You would think, Fez, am I crazy for saying Mahomes MVP? If you think the Chiefs are going to win the game, is it? I think you'd value? be crazy if it was 15 cent difference. At 30 cents, I, I think you're spot on. Okay, 30 cents. So there you go. So there's your there's your uh, there's your uh, marker. Um, if it's a 30 cent gap between money line and Mahomes, you should feel safe to uh, bet Mahomes MVP. All right, so let's move on to some of the player props, and we can kind of take this in any direction you guys want to go. We each have several. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're all kind of staying away from the obvious answers, right? None of us have anything that's on this uh, eight of club sheet that I wrote down. And I think that is very positive. 
Um, so it looks like Fez and I are kind of in agreement on on one of them. And 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 Chris, I think you've got actually the most ver- uh, the most uh, wide ranging uh, in terms of teams and in terms of different props for the game. So I'll, I'll let you go first, pal. What's your um, what are some of the player props you're looking here for this one? Uh, I guess probably in the order that uh, they popped sure. into my uh, orbit. Uh, I know the first thing that I bet was Purdy over uh, interceptions. You just have to yeah. get one, and uh, the price was right. Uh, I just feel that uh, the pressure is going to be on. He, he's he's had a lot of uh, fortunate bounces with some of the throws that he's thrown, and uh, uh, this is a high leverage situational game uh one mistake is all you need and it just seemed to it just seems solid to me i mean it's hard not to make mistakes especially in big games like this so uh i i just like it that's how you feel about the I, i'm on the purdy interception prop too i bet it earlier this week i, I got it i think at minus 115 or minus 120 somewhere in that range what do you think you can play perfectly and just get a ball bounce bat it up in the air and it can get yeah. intercepted yeah. so just yeah. by chance um you can you you can have um look at um uh the the big pass to Ayuk and bounces off the lion's you know face mask you know that's one yeah. that should be intercepted right i mean so bottom line is i i agree with it yeah, I, I'll I'll go next. I'll give out a couple of my and you guys know I love the rush attempts prop. I think that's been one of the only props that I've really given out on this show consistently. Where we had Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards. Don't get me started on why the Ravens just decided to stop running the ball. But I, I'm going to go with both quarterbacks in this game, uh, Purdy and Mahomes, to go over the rushing attempts prop. Purdy's at three and a half. Mahomes is at four and a half. I'm seeing varying juice. I got the Purdy actually at plus money. Mahomes I saw for the most part sitting between minus one ten, minus one twenty. Um, and, and Elijah Mitchell, I'm going to go under on Elijah Mitchell's rushing attempts prop. I think the quarterback rushing attempts prop are pretty self-explanatory. Big game, mobile guys. Brock's really shown the mobility over the last couple weeks. And Mahomes, it's, 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 it's always been there. And kneel downs count. And I, I think that is something that isn't fully baked into these lines. It, it kneel downs at the end of the first half, at the end of the second half, they count for rushing attempts. That's why I always slightly favor the attempts to the yards when I'm betting quarterback rushing props, especially in big, important games. And for Elijah Mitchell, guys, there is no tomorrow for Christian McCaffrey. What are they saving him for? Like, unless there's an injury to McCaffrey at some point during the game, that's why Mitchell got run in the NFC Championship. I don't see him coming off the field. And uh, to me, one and a half rushing attempts, that's like a whole drive for Elijah Mitchell. And I I don't think he's going to get that much run in the game. I talked to a Niners expert yesterday that said, if all things go according to plan, Elijah Mitchell won't be on the field in this game. Um, Because if you're not going to go McCaffrey, you're going to go Debo, right? That's the problem. I think you have a lemon here. Let me explain why. Because if Mitchell doesn't get any playing time at all, you push. You don't win. Okay, he's got to see the field. And he doesn't play on on special teams. So I absolutely agree with you. If we would win, if, if, if he bageled and didn't play, then it's a great bet because maybe he's got a 40% chance of not seeing yeah. the field. But if but he's only going to get back there if C-Mac He'll needs to He'll be on blow. the field at some point for a third down to block. Like, I, I think I, I agree with your sentiment, but I think at some point he will physically be on the field. I just don't know how much attention he will be given by Kyle Shanahan is my But point. if he's there for a drive, I think he's favored to get two. I do. I, I don't think he's okay. going to be. I don't think he's going to be there at all. I agree. But then it's going to be a push. That's fair. Chris, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I When I think of what was CMC, 
I think of Forrest Whitaker and Fast Times at Ridgemont High when they damaged his car. He's going to be like that, and they're just going to run him into the ground. Yeah. And hopefully That's he fair. can last. When Jefferson sees what uh, Lincoln did to his car, he's going to go crazy. <laughs> Man, right, let's, by let's Jefferson. Let's our next prop here. Uh, Chris, you've got a bunch more on the list. Talk about Mahomes, uh, more touchdowns than Purdy. Oh, you know, I freeloaded that from a very my, – my, my prop guy, uh, Steve has his prop guys, and my prop guy, Ron, he says that that's a great bet. So I'm taking that bet. Mahomes more passing uh, touchdowns than Purdy. And that makes, that makes sense to me, actually, because San Francisco's running game is better. Hmm. Yeah, San Fran's going to get more one? rushing touchdowns, which, like, has gotten hammered, right? And they're both going to get the same number of touchdowns, approximately. Then Kansas City pass touchdowns. I think mathematically has to be good. Yes. Yeah. Fez, you, you Kyle, use checks on your card. I, I, I like them too. We're both on the same prop there. Talk about the full. I, I'll be honest. I think the Niners. I, I saw a prop use check to have the first reception in the game for the Niners was like twenty-four to one. He's been targeted two out of the last three games on the first play of the game. I love use check in this matchup. Not to mention one play in particular put me on this over, and I'm sure you remember it, is, is Purdy's running for his life, running to the left. Yeah. What's this? He throws back against his body to Husecheck all the way down the field, like a 20-yard completion. I'm like, my goodness. And they had success. If they had success with that play, um, eh, probably he's been getting more uh, usage, more juicage. And <laughs> you know, it, only, usage. it only takes one, sure, absolutely. Love it. Uh, Chris, how do you feel about use check in this game? He's not on your card, but did you give him any look? No, I didn't. That's fair. All right. So talk about Noah Gray. Noah Gray, you know, uh, he's been put into the lineup and used more often and quietly getting more attention. Last week, he exceeded his receptions. Uh, They threw the ball at him, but Mahomes kept missing him. So mm. it was unfortunate. He would have easily gone over his yardage number last week. Yeah. Uh, so I look for him to actually complete passes to Gray. They're going to go to him a, a handful of times. And uh, uh, it's a low number to have somebody go over, whether you find uh, 11 and a half or 12 and a half, they're both good. And the uh, over receptions, one and a half, uh, that looks pretty darn good to me, too. And if you missed it, two catches, only eight yards for Noah Gray, who you know can be a guy in the red zone. So I love Chris going with the one and a half. I've seen one and a half. I've seen two. Um, so shop around on that. So going the receptions over instead of the yards over. I think that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and you've got both of them on your card. Um, Fez, it, we haven't gotten into the into the premier guys just yet, really, the Mahomeses and, and, and the Purdies and the Kelseys and stuff like that. But um, – when you look at a guy like Brock Purdy and you look at the prop market constructed the way that it is, there is a you know nugget that kind of sticks out to you on your card this week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting to this late, and I apologize for that. And this doesn't fall into the eight of clubs method because Purdy, like when you think about the Niners, you don't think about Purdy like throwing for 300 yards. You think about no. you know some awesome misdirection runs and the like. Um, by Debo and C-Mac. And bottom line, Purdy under 31 and a half has been a monster in terms of his pass attempts over the course of a season. It's one at a, a tremendous rate. And that's the number that the books opened up at. Now the VIG has gotten higher and higher on it. It's at minus 150 currently. So I'll be graded at that. But I still think game script wise, I think Kansas City is going to go for long ball control, drives, tick, tick, tick. And I certainly think San Fran is going to be running the ball and because of that, I think that 
I mean, the last two games, San Fran was down big and yeah. Purdy had to throw more. I don't see that game script being likely here. And I think that uh, Shanahan company is going to look to run the ball. So under 31 and a half looks real solid. And Chris, you think Debo is going to be a big benefactor of hopefully some of those attempts. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to, they're going to use him. Uh, he's going to be great in the short yardage uh, uh, situations that make it tough on San Francisco. I think uh, it, it, we know San Francisco's, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on Kansas City, because they've, uh, they've got some weakness if, in that kind of situation where they're, they're going to give that type of play up. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, they're they're protecting against the long the long uh, range type stuff. So uh, I think he's going to get the ball uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think Debo and and I, to me the the prop market is is obviously the most robust in the Super Bowl. Um, I have the most. I don't have a whole lot on the side in total compared to the props. Like it's just a small percentage. Most most of my bets in this game are props. Um, and player props obviously is a big part of it. I think we did a good job here giving you some of the sharp angles. Um, let's quickly recap. Um, I'll give you all of Chris's props first. Chris is on uh, Purdy over a half an interception. Mahomes, more touchdowns than Purdy. Noah Gray over one and a half receptions, over 11 and a half receiving yards. And Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions. Mr. Fezzik, Kyle Juszczyk to get just one or more receptions in the game and Purdy under 31 and a half passing attempts. I'm also on the use check over a half receptions prop. I'm on a lot of use check props, actually. I did a fun little parlay with use check and Mahomes to both score a touchdown. It was like 50 to one. Again, those are just little fun recreational sprinkles I like to make, but my official play for use check in this game, I'm on the over half reception. I'm on both the quarterback over rushing attempts props. Mahomes at four and a half, Purdy three and a half. And in my lemon, I've got one lemon for you here on the <laughs> card. Elijah Mitchell under one and a half rushing attempts. When he lands one, I get to... He's going to land know. zero, and you're going to push. He's not going to play. That's fair. At least I won't lose money. All right, let's move on to where I have lost money in the past, and uh, it can be a bit tricky because of just, um, you know, some of the wording and some of the props that are out there. But these are the, the main game, you know, the overall game props, right? Not player-specific game props. And I, I don't want to go too crazy into the theory or the strategy here because I'll be honest, it's pretty self-explanatory in my eyes. I'll give you the two first that we're all on. And there's two that we all kind of like, or actually, excuse me, there's one that is like blanket consensus we all love. And I credit our pal NFL Ref Stats for helping us with this handicap on Bill Vinovich. But we all love under 10 and a half penalties in the game. Now, where you find some of these are varying. We will give you novelty BetUS props coming up a little bit later in the show. I looked for the penalties prop on BetUS. I couldn't find it. There's a lot of other shops that do have it. But guys, we're all in agreement that if you're going to bet one game prop here, this is one you should absolutely target. Fez, I'll give you first crack at the penalties market. Yeah, especially when you consider the Super Bowl last year, you know, oh gosh, we hate to see a game decided by the refs, you know, and we really want it decided on the field. Bottom line is, rightly or wrongly, the refs are encouraged to go ahead and keep it in their pants, not throw the yellow canaries, let the players decide the game. And you see that more and more. Now, used to be the word has gotten out. I remember playing under 13 in wow. penalties, and now it's 10 F. But you know what? I trust both these teams. I especially trust the Chiefs to be disciplined and not get boneheaded penalties like the Ravens, who forced the refereeing crew to call fouls because they were so stupid in, um, in their personal fouls. 10 and a half. And, and you could play either team under five and a half. 
that's good yeah. as well. Um, and you know, Damian Edwards chimes in that um, we've got a let them play referee crew, especially in the postseason. The Chiefs love to Nailed hold it. subtly, not blatantly, and they'll get away with it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, no, the, the, the Kansas, Kansas City's secret to success is uh, limiting turnovers and limiting mistakes. So uh, I think uh, there's there's nothing else to add to Steve's comments. Yeah, Vinovich is, you know, right on his average is not, you know, he had nine penalties in the Super Bowl four years ago with these teams. I think this lands nine or ten. I, I don't think we get to 11. Um, and the fact that Bosa got up on stage last week and said the Chiefs hold a lot, I just, I just, I think he knows that it's not something that they're going to call. And so he's trying to call as much attention to it as possible um, because that was kind of a D-bag comment to make. Um, but Bosa, you know, not exactly known for his uh, bubbly, bright, and warm personality. All right. Um, the other one that I really like, two out of three of us like this. And I think, uh, Fez, you, you know, you kind of in agreement with the handicap, too, about the sacks market here. Um, these are two of the top three quarterbacks in the league, pressure to sack rate. Last year, all I heard for two weeks was the Eagles' defensive line, most sacks in NFL history, and they had as many sacks as, as Fez and Chris and I did in that game, which was zero. So you still have to sack the quarterback, and sacks are a quarterback stat more so than a defensive line stat. And I think these quarterbacks are elite. The offense is on script, on schedule. Four and a half sacks under, to me, is probably my favorite situational matchup play of the entire Super Bowl. Um, Chris, you are also in agreement here on the under four and a half sacks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, watching uh, Purdy over these last several weeks, uh, how he gets out of those situations yeah. is just uh, remarkable. That guy has uh, great pocket awareness, and uh, he gets himself, you know, he, he'll sooner, you know, get a grounding call before he's going to take a sack. And yeah. uh, Mahomes, we know, he, you know, he, he has no issues with rolling out and trying to create more time for his receivers and uh, throwing the ball away. Uh, I just can't see uh, too many sacks in this game. And you totally might agree. consider looking at the individual team specifically. I, I just saw it a book, the Niners, not widely available, but the Niners defense, how many sacks they get under two and a half. And I don't think Bosa is going to get a sack. I liked him under a half, but the Niners under two and a half. There's some bets. You know, I, I don't want to like stack up like 20 bets on everybody on, on a show, yeah. but that's stuff I personally bet as well. You know, I, one thing I wanted to mention with the team props, They'd be remiss to sometimes there are some places, Hey, it's, you know, it's Vegas. It's the Super Bowl. throw a few bucks on the coin toss heads, to heads, tails, but there are books that deal this at plus 100. Some might call that even money in each direction. All right. So, all right, we're not going to win money. We're not going to lose money. We're just having a good time, but there are some pros that love that plus 100 when they see plus 100 because they can use it to clear bonuses. So my wife bets 10,000 on tails. <laughs> I bet 10,000 on heads and boom, we meet our bonus requirements, taking no risk. You guys crack me up. Um, all right. I, I, I'll say this on the sacks too. I agree under two and a half sacks for the Niners makes a lot of sense. Go look at some of these individual numbers too. For example, Chase Young, not to have a sack in the game is minus 300. He's had two and a half sacks all season. So the number says he's not going to get a sack, even if he was facing a normal quarterback. He's facing he doesn't the stop the run either. What's he? What's dude doing out there? <laughs> I hear he's saying. a really good so, player, I, though, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think these individual markets, and and to Fez's point, the individual team markets. If you use the overarching bet as your guideline, 
you can filter down because the prop markets are so robust in the Super Bowl. You can filter down to team, individual, et cetera, et cetera, using that same strategy. And you probably find a good price on a derivative somewhere. But we're all in agreement under four and a half sacks in the game. Chris and I are putting it up as an official play. Here are the other ones that I bet. These are, again, these are props that I bet every Super Bowl. Chris made a great point. Price matters here. But I'm a bit of a of an old school, uh, you know, uh, nostalgist with this stuff. So I bet score tied after zero zero. Yes. I bet that every year under one and a half shortest touchdown. I like the over, I like more touchdowns in the game. I bet that to the, to the yes as well, or one yard touchdown. Yes. And then Fez three unanswered scores. I bet that to the yes as well. Those are all three that I'll give out to as official plays. I saw them in the, like the minus minus one twenty, minus one fifty range, depending on where you do your shopping. Um, they're all kind of in that vicinity, though. I got all of them at, uh, I think, relatively fair prices. What do we think about those bets, guys? You know, one thing about the one and a half touchdowns. So, warning, danger, mass. Yes, here, it, the here it comes. So, this is in King Yao's book, not Stanford Wong's book. I apologize. I don't remember the title. But it turns out that there's a chart, like, based upon the number of touchdowns, the, the chance that there is a zero or a one-yard touchdown is all mathematical. There's an 85% chance that if there's one touchdown scored, it will be more than one yard, all right? If there's two touchdowns, it's 0.85 to the second power. So as it turns out, if you take it to the fifth and the sixth powers, if there's five or six touchdowns, it becomes favored that you're going to get a one-yard touchdown if there's there's six touchdowns. So it is just a volume game, and that's why pros love betting when the total's like 50 or higher. They love betting, yes, there's going to be a zero or one yard touchdown because a, a whole bunch of touchdowns, even if they're not calling pass interference in the end zone, inevitably one of them winds up being a shorty. True. Chris, any uh, follow up there? I will say this. I just think you have to be careful. One of the last 30 Super Bowls. I think you have to be careful on this game just because they're, I think both teams are willing to kick field goals. And uh, um, if you like, well, you like the over, so go ahead and run with it. I, I do like the over, and that's why I I do think um, the under one and a half makes it. But again, I, I'm I'm not the pro on this show, guys. These two guys are the pros. I'm the recreational better that's been doing this for 20 years, but I don't make money off of this long term like these guys do. So take my opinions with the with the grain of salt. And and these are things that I just historically like to bet because I'm sitting back watching the game, popping my soda my adult sodas, and I like to be entertained, and I like to root for short touchdowns. Really, the uh, the score tied after 0-0, yes, is really the one that I've always been. There you go. Oh, wow, that's a that's a hard soda. That's a uh, spicy stuff right there. All right, that's so from last I'll, night. I'll I haven't you, consumed um, any today. I'll give you one more that Chris likes, and I'll be honest, Chris, I've been betting, again, I just said, I've been betting on the Super Bowl since I was like 16 years old. I don't think I've ever bet this or seen this bet. Give me the first touchdown score jersey number handicap <laughs> no i'm not going to just to, it's it, it has value it has I'm not value telling you why to which side it has value odd to the odd the odd has value okay well Short i can I, I can chime in here where you know this is as simple as you look at the first touchdown markets and you look at each sure. player you got to do a lot of research now. It's complicated. You have to look up their jersey number. So you need to know <laughs> C-Mac is 23. And, uh, right. That's odd. All right. 87. And, and, and so the bottom line is when you've got more of the you – you only have to look at, like, the top 10 favorites. Yeah. And you can, you can, you can hash out, you know, what the, whether odd or even should be more likely. And I'm sure Chris has done all this and has landed on odd. 
Yes. And again, the uh, the mathematics, uh, only Fez is allowed to do math on the show. So Chris is just going to say that there's value. And that is his final uh, general prop play. Well, we so I'll give you all of the, uh, this show. I mean, we're adding different subject matters. It's kind of nice. It is. I, listen, just wait till we get to the Taylor Swift stuff. All right. Here are the official prop plays for Super Bowl 58. I will give Chris's first under four and a half total sacks. Under 10 and a half penalties. First touchdown score jersey number will be odd. Just like Chris. Odd. I love it. And yep. that makes perfect sense. For Mr. Fezzik, under 10 and a half penalties. I'm also on under 10 and a half penalties. Under four and a half sacks. And in my three old reliables, right? The old Chevy out back. It always starts. Uh, score tied after 0-0, yes. Under one and a half shortest touchdown. Three unanswered scores to the yes. All right. It is everyone's favorite time of the show where we get to talk about Taylor Swift. Um, Fez, I- I'll be honest. When I looked at the sheet this morning, these were the first plays that were on the sheet, and I just continue to be amazed at your creativity here with the novelty props. Credit that U.S. for putting these markets out, but the limits are something that we should mention right off the top, correct? Yeah, so the Ever. limits are micro, really low, but you know what? If you're a better than, and, and you know, basic 90% of people are betting $5, $10 on stuff, and you want to bet a bunch of things, it's fun. And it makes the game enormously entertaining. So I said, let me look at these novelty props. Kudos to BetUS, um, you know, their um, their pricing team putting these up. And I said to myself, because I watch enough NFL, and I know every time Kelsey scores, there's there she is banging on the on, on the suite. But I mean, they they pan to her for like three seconds. All right. So uh, I played. I got plus money. So I'm going to play during the game. I mean, they might show her during the national anthem. She might be huggy kissy. Um, Kelsey after the game, but during the game, five and a half is a whole lot of looks. So I played Taylor Swift under five and a half plus half, plus one twenty number of times that she's on camera. And I played under, it's right around 30 seconds. Now the numbers come down 30 seconds is an incredible too much time amount of time. She was only on the air for 24 seconds. The AFC championship game. Yes. And, and I understand that they're going to try to show her, but let's face it during the AFC championship Kelsey had this game of his life, all yeah. right? And she's still only 24 seconds. He and this get is the Super down. Bowl. There's more stuff going on. Yes. So under 30 seconds, uh, my goodness, I know it's micro limits. I think you got to get yeah. a piece of that. Yeah, and we're talking micro, micro limits here. These are recreational bets only, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. Um, but the, the one thing, you probably can get down for a little bit more money on on some of the other shops, maybe on the National Anthem, right, right, Fez? I've seen the National Anthem price um, be a little more uh, bettable at, at, at certain other places. So I don't know who's singing the national anthem. Reba McIntyre. I don't know the words. Well, I do know the words. Uh, but I know this. It's predetermined. And everyone out there that's going to rehearsals knows how long that anthem's going to be. And I see it at Sharp Books. It's over 86 and a half. And the VIG is really, really high. Like minus 180, minus 190. And here... At, at, at other books, it's a more modest minus 140 was when I checked this morning. And I'm like, follow the money. This is predetermined. If 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 the under had been minus 190 at a whole bunch of books, I'd be saying, go under, Reba. Reba under. Nope, <laughs> Reba, we're going to go over because I'm just following the money. with. Um, now, I obviously, I wish I had a guy during the rehearsals with a little stopwatch. That You're not going like, to be out there? Confirm that. You know, that used to be one of the biggest money makers out there. 
that they, they, the people would go into the rehearsals. But um, whatever whatever the direction <laughs> the money goes in, I bet the national anthem every year. Oh, I love you guys so much. Um, all right, this is uh, this is about as novelty as it gets. You are betting Travis Kelsey's receiving yards up against Donald Trump's age. This is the first time and hopefully the last time Donald Trump gets mentioned on the show in a betting perspective. But please, Fez, tell me how you're attacking this market. Well, I get to update you on world events and you're more knowledgeable because now you know (laughs) Donald Trump is 77. I did not know that. Um, And remember, we always talk about Kelsey, a guy like that, a star like that, eight of clubs method. We wait for his number to inflate and then we go under. Well, in this case, Trump is so old that we get to <laughs> get an inflated number. Uh, we're going to bet Donald Trump and his age, 77, to be greater <laughs> than Travis Kelsey's reception yards, which means Kelsey, if he get, goes for 77, we push. 77 is a monster. It is. High number. Uh, and so because of that, I uh, I had to take Trump. Minus 120. Um, when is Trump going to ever be you know, in a head-to-head against Kelsey? and be favored to win, but this is the case. <laughs> Let's do it. Chris, people in the chat want to know why you're not a Swifty. What do you have against Taylor? Who said I'm not a Swifty? Woo, 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 Kenny Woo. Wait, LVC isn't a Swifty? Pop it up on the screen there, guys. I got the over one-half number of times her attorney sent cease and desist letters to high school students. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's probably a good bet. I'll give you my official stance on Taylor Swift. I, I want a love story like that. I want a love story where people come and watch me do the show and then hang out with me afterwards. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I agree that they're showing her too much on the on the broadcast, but they're really not. If you think about the seconds, like it's really what, like 20 seconds you have to see her? People go nuts about her for nothing. I don't understand it. You know why? Because they're jealous of the happiness. You know people what? I'm jealous gonna, of what I'm they gonna, don't I'm, have. I'm going to do the opposite of old man get off my lawn. I'm going to, I'm going to say that you know, on, 50, 50 years from now, no one is even going to know who the heck Katy Perry or any of these other like, like, oh, like yeah. generational popular people are. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift writes her own song. She has true yeah. talent and she's spectacular. spectacular. And anyone that's taking shots at her and saying, I don't, it, it would be like saying, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. They're showing Dylan and Springsteen too much. You know what? Go go watch hockey then, which is it's basically toxic just masculinity. Bez, the yeah, one thing I've learned on. about being in in the sports industry for a long time is men don't like when other women have more power and influence than them. Like weak men don't like strong women. Like it just it, it and unfortunately there's a lot of weak minded men that work in the sports industry that Math, are botany, psychology. We're gonna hit them all. We're hitting them all today. All right, um, let's get to some questions. We've done a really solid hour on a lot of good stuff. We'll get to some of your questions. We'll give you our final predictions and our final farewells, and then we'll let you guys go on your merry way. Um, uh, let's see what questions we have in the chat. Oh, yeah, good one. from RJ's been very active. RJ Guha, we, I think he was our winner of the, of, the, um, of the giveaway last week. He wants to know about the safety, right? We've talked about the yes-no on the safety before, Fez. Give us some safety handicap market updates here. Yeah, so historically, the pros bet no on two bridge jumpers. No overtime and no bridge safety. jumpers. <laughs> They've done very well with no overtime. They're 56-1. and one. This is a bet I was advocating making 20 years ago. I used to bet like minus, I still remember, I'm old enough, I used to bet minus 600 on the safety and minus 600 on the uh, no overtime because the public would bet 
Yes, they love betting yes on all that stuff. But you know what happened is that, especially after the Peyton Manning Seattle Super Bowl where they zing, the ball got snapped past his ear out of the end zone. If ever there's a Super Bowl where there's nerves and things can happen or ever there's a game, I think safeties, which only should hit like 6% of all games, I think they're much more common in Super Bowls. And frankly, the price, despite all these safeties where there's like three of them in a row in, in, in three years, I um I backed off the safeties and I, I still like the no overtime although now you gotta lay like at post you'll probably be able to find like a minus one thousand I think that's a fine bet to bet I, I no game has a ten percent chance to land on overtime but the safety I think you can leave it off your portfolio you know one thing I they well it doesn't apply this year so I won't talk about the safety the no overtime can dovetail with other bets very nicely in your portfolio ah. I will be betting the the best time to bet no overtime is when a team is favored by more than seven. Because if you like yeah. the underdog, you can bet no overtime with impunity. Because if a game goes overtime and you bet plus seven shit. and a half, you're going to win. By the yep. way, if you bet plus six and a half, it no longer is a guarantee. Mm, that is a good point. Chris, any uh, safety market uh, uh, advice for I'm a men without hats guy. Uh, I'm into the safety dance, but uh, not in the betting uh, realm. So if they That's do fair. have a safety in the game, they should play that song. That's fair. Um, great question here. Michael Davis wants to know, Fez, if you have any side bets with Brad Powers in this game. I don't, but I will do my best to go <laughs> ahead and do so. And I want to thank Brad Powers. He owed me money for just a couple of weeks and he did wind that's, up paying me. So thank you, Brad, for getting it promptly, somewhat good. promptly to me. Thank I you. I would be surprised if he's watching, but if he is, shout out Brad. Um, all right. Final question here. And again, we, we, we kind of touched on this, but I'll, I'll give you one last crack. Chris, you can, you can attack this one. Um, he says he is a square. Matt Brott says he is a square. So that means he can tease the side in the total. <laughs> oh, you really should not be doing that. Uh, as a steam coming out of his but, ears, I mean, not the good kind of steam. Well, no. well let, let me, let me make my case. The reason why you cannot tease the totals. If, if like we talk about Kansas city is a pretty good bet. We like that. Okay. You have an edge. You don't have an enormous edge. You have a good edge. I think teasing Kansas city. Here comes the math warning. There are alternative totals. Don't take my word for it. Look at the alternative total market. All right. So the total in the game is 47 and a half. You can play under 53 and a half. You can create your own yeah. teaser leg. Right. And you're going to be laying like minus 220. All right. Yep. If you put it in a teaser, now you're laying on that leg minus 280. That is the indisputable math. You can say, no, Fez, I'm laying minus 120 on my teaser. No, you're laying minus 280. And then you're laying minus 280 again. Okay. And so if, you, uh, if you're not betting minus 220 on the alternative total, then why the heck would you basically make the identical bet and lay minus 280? You cannot make that. Just if, if you really like the the under or the over on the alternative on the teaser line, just play the alternative total and lay minus yeah. 220. I'm fine with that. And and that's and again that speaks to value. I always use the reference. The reason that I don't tease totals is because the points on a total aren't as valuable as the points on a side. It's like paying for a dozen donuts, opening the box and getting 11. Like, yeah, and, there's and some some books, you could still eat the donuts. They still taste good, but you got cheated there by a little bit. And this, some books this, charge minus 120 on college football teasers. Some books, it's yeah. even money. So it would like using your donut example would be like, yeah, it'd be like going in and like six donuts are like, are like nine ninety nine at, at pink box. Are you going to get like the six plain 
donuts? No. No. You're going to get like the extra frosted <laughs> ones with all the bad stuff on them, right? Exactly. Come on. There, there's it, two it, things on this. If I, was, if I was really interested in getting involved in the totals, uh, touching on a little bit of what Steve said, is I would be, you know, looking at alternative lines that are being offered it and see if you can find value in that and trying to parlay those into something that you're betting anyway. Uh, but in particularly at this point total, uh, this is a very bad point total to tease the total. It's the literally the worst in no man's land in teaser land for totals uh, that don't have too many great teaser ranges. But this is like the sweet spot of you don't tease. Good question. Um, well, actually, we're hearing now that the question itself was a joke. So let's go. And again, this question was kind of a follow up to that question. And this will I promise this will be the last question and then we'll move on, guys. Um, and I've done this a lot before. In fact, I'm thinking about doing this to balance my exposure in the game on the Chiefs. I am going to bet a Niners money line prop along with a McCaffrey anytime touchdown, which is like plus 140. And it kind of goes to what Megabucks is saying. If we like the Chiefs plus in a teaser, why don't we take the Chiefs plus eight and then pair it with a prop? Because the books do allow you to bet on a juiced prop. Kelsey 60 plus receiving yards would be about, I, I don't know off the top of my head, maybe Fez can help me with the math, but does that angle make more sense from a, it's not a traditional teaser, Fez, but it kind of is. It, it's complicated. It depends how much they're going to ding you for correlation. You know, the, the, sure. the extreme correlation would be Kansas City plus eight's probably really good with Mahomes to throw three touchdown passes, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's not an easy question to answer. And it, it really depends on um, look at what, you know, the true odds are and then look at how much of a haircut you're taking. Is it a small haircut, a medium haircut, or are you just like absolutely getting short paid? Chris, any follow-up to that before we uh, say farewell here? Not really. Just if I'm if I'm trying to do that type of wager, I want to look into the alter alternatives, and it's harder to find true value in the alternative uh, player markets than it is in the line markets. That's why my focus is entirely in the line markets and trying to find put myself in positions where. Uh, I'm getting plus money in, 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 in parlay situations, and I've got a wide range of numbers that are going to be winners for me. And by the time Saturday and Sunday comes, the alternate line markets will be so screwed up, you, you'll be able to put them into each other and have them for free. It's <laughs> a good point. And again, these guys don't bet teams or narratives. They bet numbers. That's what this comes down to. And as much as that narrative of Kelsey having 60 receiving yards and the Chiefs plus eight lines up, the price is probably not something these guys are interested in. And I think that's the overall lesson for the season, right? Like narratives are one thing and teams and players, but the numbers is really where these guys make their hay and, and they're not going to uh, be undisciplined just because you want to get it. Like everybody wants to get the Chiefs plus eight, but they're not going to make a bad bet to do so, right? And, and obviously, the best correlations with the Chiefs, it would be Pacheco over because the the, the game point. plan, the script is obviously the team that's ahead. The running back gets a, a, more yards in the second half. 
All right. Um, I think that brings us to a nice, healthy conclusion. Um, again, all of the uh, novelty I just want to problems. remind people that the people sure. that are chasing those Kansas Cities, in case they missed it, the, the value of a Kansas City 7.5 is around minus 300. So keep that in mind. Don't be that paying more than that. Fantastic advice. Um, all right. We've come to that time in the show where um, we do the – I think, yeah, let's do the uh, golden ticket. Um, we'll do the golden ticket now. Um, let's see which one of us has it. Last chance, guys. Last chance to get into the winner's circle. I want a two-peat. Yeah, Chris, I don't think you've had back-to-back weeks all year. You kind of deserve one. There you go, bud. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Finishing the season strong. So technically, Chris, you have won the AFC champion. Or actually, no, you've won both Super Bowl weeks. So you're our Super Bowl champion here on the show um, this season. And we'll see uh, which one of you lucky folks to pick Chris correctly. And you will get, um, there you go, Damian Edwards. How about that? Damian Edwards brings some good comments to the show um, all season. And we thank him for his um, correct prediction here. Don't forget, if you follow BetUS on Twitter and you have an account, you can reach out and um, you will get an entry into that Tough Truck giveaway, which will be taking place this weekend. Gentlemen, it has been an honor and a privilege um, this year. Here is our full card for um, Super Bowl 58, of course, um, the numbers and, you know, some of the odds might vary from shop to shop. These are obviously, uh, for the most part, pretty niche props with the exception of some of the ones on the top line there. I ask this question every week. I will ask it one last time. Favorite child, Mr. Fezzik, Super Bowl 58. You know, how often am I going to be able to say this? I'm going to go with Donald Trump <laughs> over Kelsey. So it's essentially Kelsey under 77 past reception yards but i'm I'm back in trump this probably will be the last time trump. that will be the case i don't think you're going to make a lot of friends in certain areas with saying that but maybe you will depending on who the audience is all right chris uh <laughs> favorite child my friend oh i suppose it would probably be the under sacks Yep. And I also want to thank both of you guys uh, for being so fun to work with all year long. It was a pleasure, and I appreciate it, and I uh, uh, had a great time. And I, I appreciate agree. the staff at BetUS. They made it all so easy. They did. And I echo Chris's sentiments. My favorite child in this game, um, under four and a half sacks, you want to take it a step further. I saw the Niners not to record a sack in the game was about seven to one. That's a fun sprinkle that I would probably be interested in, um, as I think this is going to be a, a, a really fun game. Um, Steve, a, a echo what Chris just said. Like it, it's been, I've learned more betting football this year than I have in my prior 37 years on this earth combined. Um, obviously, that is uh, because of you guys and, and the chat and, and just the entire ecosystem here at BetUS doing a fantastic job. And I'm sure you can echo those sentiments. Yeah, I want to do a shout out to Allie, who keeps us good each and every oh, week. Yeah. All the graphics people at BetUS, fantastic staff that keeps us um, online. A shout out to Jared. It, it was just August when he was coming over helping install my rim lights. Shout out to Las Vegas Chris that helped me get some um, very, very favorable outs before the, the year started. So no man, what is it, y, YMCA, no man does it all by himself. So um, thank you to the entire crew. And I look forward to seeing everybody right before the draft. Absolutely. For Las Vegas Chris, follow him on social media at Las Vegas Chris without the H. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com. Follow him on socials at Fezzik Sports. I'm Jared Smith. This has been one heck of a ride. Enjoy Super Bowl 58, and we'll see you in the offseason. Hmm.